0: Today's scripture reading is Matthew 23, verses 13 through 33. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people, for you do not enter in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense you make long prayers, therefore you will receive greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel around on sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, whoever swears by the temple, that is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple is obligated. You fools and blind men, which is more important, the gold or the temple that sanctified the gold? And... Whoever swears by the altar, that is nothing, but whoever swears by the offering on it, he is obligated. You blind men, which is more important, the offering or the altar that sanctifies the offering? Therefore, whoever swears by the altar, swears both by the altar and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple, swears both by the temple and by him who dwells within it. And whoever swears by heaven, swears both by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the dish but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the dish, so that the outside of it may become clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. So you too outwardly appear righteous to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of the guilt of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? Matthew 23,
1: 13-33. Good morning. We're in Romans chapter 2. And as you can tell from Scripture reading this morning, we're coming upon a new center in our study of Romans. Romans chapter 1, after the announcement of the Gospel message, he started talking about wicked sinners who outwardly sin and show their sin to everyone. Then in the chapter 2, they started talking about the moral sinner who was moral and basically sinned secretly and held everybody to a standard that they weren't following. Now at the bottom of chapter 2, we're getting to our third type of sinner, the one who is a hypocrite. Now wait, before you leave, I'm not calling everyone in this room a hypocrite, but you need to understand if there are hypocrites there in this room. And today we're going to have an interesting time trying to find out what Paul is saying about hypocrites. So, if I step on your toes, it's not intentional. I was aiming for your leg, okay? (laughs) Hypocrisy is very, very deceptive in our culture today. If you remember last week, we ended in chapter 2, verse 16, which says, On that day, when according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Jesus Christ. We said there are basically four things that Paul is talking about here, that you have to be ready for a judgment day, that you have to have some response to the gospel message, and that your actions and motives will have to show perfect obedience. And then your relationship with Jesus Christ will be key. Now, we come to hypocrisy. Which is almost 100% motive. Later on in the chapter, he's going to talk about your heart. But we'll get to that. The privilege of the Jew... The privilege of the Jew. In verse 27, he bears the name Jew. That is like a person today when they fill out their uh, census form and they circle the box Christian. Christian. They are making a claim which maybe their heart and their actions cannot keep. Maybe even some will be in a church somewhere today because that's what you do on Sunday morning. And their heart is nowhere near the gospel, nowhere near Jesus Christ, Nowhere near ready for their motives to be shown to everyone. And they're not ready for that day of judgment. They are in a place which is most scary. Remember a couple weeks ago, somebody asked me about the uh, degrees in the lake of fire. And I I don't remember who it was because I would have asked you beforehand, before sharing, but you gave me the question, who's going to be in the hottest spot in the Lake of Fire? And I said, that's easy. It's going to be the pastors that are not Christian that get up every Sunday and tell some truth to their congregation. See, judgment's going to come based upon your relationship with Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of people that come to church today that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So we're going to find out some things here today. And like I said, I'm aiming for your leg, not your toes. So hang on. Here we go. Uh, Back in 1972, the French taxpayers found out that their... Uh, what do they call it, prime minister? Is that the leader in France, prime minister? The prime minister hadn't paid taxes for the last several years. Matter of fact, the year before, he wanted a refund of $800 from not paying taxes. And to make it worse than that, he had been out speaking about how people have to give more for the benefit of the country. He was a great example of a hypocrite. We're going to find out a little bit more what Paul thinks about a hypocrite. Verse 17. But if you bear the name Jew and rely upon the law and boast in God, what is the foundational key to a hypocrite? What is the foundational key to... To being a hypocritical sinner. Number one, he must claim to be a Christian. He must claim to be a Christian. He must use that title to describe his relationship with God. Now, there are some people that use that term and they mean it as a lucky charm that somehow will earn their way to heaven. Sometimes people use that because they're born in America. Quote, unquote, a Christian nation. So therefore, they're a Christian. Sometimes people use that term because they go to church. And they call themselves a Christian. But what that means to God is not necessarily what a Christian is. First thing I want you to know that the next four verses are crammed, packed with present tense verbs. Present tense verbs. There are nine present tense verbs we're going to talk about. One verb is perfect tense. And all of them will take us time to figure out what it means to a hypocrite. The first one is if you bear the name Christian bear the name Jew, excuse me. Bear the name Jew. The term bear, the but if, first clause, conditional sentence, expecting a positive answer. So he is putting the if there, assuming a yes answer to the question, if you bear the name Jew like I would say to everyone in this room, if you bear the name Christian. I'm assuming I'll get a yes answer. Although the Jews were uniquely privileged and enjoyed advantages they thought above all others, they did not seem to realize the blessings they had required obligations. God required obligations from them. Since they were Jews, they thought they were better than everybody else, spiritually speaking, in relationship to God. The moral sinner and his moralism was bad enough. But now we have hypocrisy, which seems to be even worse. We got the wicked sinner that's open with his sin. We got the moral sinner who's quiet with his sin. And now we have uh, hypocrisy. We have to figure out what's going on. We have to figure out what they're doing. This is a picture of Jewish men holding up the law, the Torah. This is celebration. In the synagogues, what they do every year is they read through the Old Testament. And then when you get done reading through the Old Testament in the synagogue, you have a party. And every guy, every person, every man gets his Torah and they go out and they do a dance. That's what they're doing here. You can't tell they're dancing, but they're dancing. And they're carrying the Torah. They're excited because they read through the Bible again in a year. Now, you know, I try to encourage you to read through the Bible in a year. Old and New Testament. Now, listen, you could do it very similar to these guys. And you could do a dance after you're done. Maybe I'll bring you up to the front, give you a gift so you can do a dance in front of everybody. But reading the Torah or reading the Bible does not make you a Christian. Now, if you're saved by Jesus Christ, you're a believer, born again, sealed by the Holy Spirit, I expect you to be reading your Bible. Hmm. But these guys were happy that they read through the Old Testament. Look down at verse 24. Romans chapter 2, verse 24. This is what was happening because of the Jews pretending that they were spiritually better than everybody else. Verse 24, For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. The name of God is blasphemed. The name of God is taken in vain. The name of God is cursed. If you are hypocritical, you will do more harm than good. And people will blaspheme. This is how it applies to us. If you're a hypocritical sinner, God will be cursed by wicked sinners and moral sinners because of your claim of knowing God and not living according to obedience. So, here's the foundation. Foundation, you claim something. In this case, Paul's talking about Jews believing that they're Jews. I'm claiming that you're a Christian, claiming to be a Christian. Here you go. Now, this is going to be tough. This is going to be like teaching uh, the bad guys, but I'm going to help you. Seven keys. Seven keys for being a better hypocritical sinner. Okay? I'm going to teach you seven ways to be a better hypocritical sinner. I'm going to teach you what needs to be done if you want to be a hypocrite to the best you could possibly be. Here we go. You ready? You ready? Here we go. Oh my. Verse 17. If you bear the name Jew and rely upon the law. Here's our second present tense verb, rely. Rely. What are seven keys to being a better hypocritical sinner this week than you were last week? Number one, you must claim to know what God calls righteousness. You must claim to know what God calls righteousness. You have to know what he says is right. You rely upon the law. A hypocritical sinner relies upon the law in such a way that he puts God in his debt. Puts God in his debt. The Jewish person rests upon a blind trust in the law, in having the law in their synagogue, and having the law. They put their trust in the law. Not belief. They put their trust in the law. It was a blind, mechanical alliance to the law. The law was the basis of all his hopes. He didn't see the law as his accuser. The law announces sin. He did not see it that way. He said, I have the law from God, therefore I'm a better person than you. Hypocrites think they're better than everyone else. Hypocrites, in this case, need to understand what righteousness is so that they are better than everyone who's not righteous. If you're a good hypocrite, you learn facts about the law so that you know what will please God the minor prophets in the Old Testament talked all the time about not considering being a chosen person a benefit. You didn't boast in being a chosen Israel, a chosen people. The heirs of God promised to Abraham believe because they were related to Abraham that they were saved because they were related now how does this apply to us hypocritical sinners believe they're special not because of God's grace but because of their own goodness you cannot trust in your own goodness to save you you cannot trust in your goodness in having a bible you cannot trust in having a bible to save you you cannot trust in biblical knowledge saving you a hypocritical sinner possesses the truth but he does not act upon that truth and apply it to his life he uses it a tool to raise him up and put everybody else down So if you claim to know God and what God calls righteousness, you're on your way to being a good hypocritical sinner. Second step, being a good hypocritical sinner. Here you go. Verse 17, rely upon the law and boast in God. And boast in God. Second Seven keys, better hypocritical sinner. Number two, you must claim to know how to have a close relationship with God. How to have a close relationship with God. They boasted in God. Now, we have a number of times where Paul talks about boasting as a good thing and positively. I don't think he's saying that here. I think it's a negative thing they are boasting that god was on their side and not yours god was on the israel side and not yours you gentiles are not blessed like us jewish people hypocritical sinner boasting in a self-centered boast of one's own importance the hypocritical sinner boasts in the knowledge of the true god and other People are in darkness. The hypocritical sinners no religious words and uses them to brag about themselves. Now, hopefully not, but maybe you're thinking about a hypocritical person you know. Hmm. And they love to use words that will make other people think that they are Spiritual. And they will use words in the wrong way and apply it to themselves so that they look better and everybody looks up to them. A hypocritical sinner, boasting God really means boasting in themselves. Privileges and blessings they thought were theirs by right rather than grace. How's that apply to us? Hypocritical sinners go to church, will pray one time. And the next day, they close a big deal at work. Therefore, they think they'll go to heaven. They think doing something with spiritual words and seeing something happen, that they are in a good relationship with God. They sin against biblical knowledge. Hypocritical sinner possesses just enough of the words to use at the right time. The believer must act upon his biblical knowledge. Hypocritical sinner will boast in God, but will never be thankful. Never be thankful. If you want to test how to find a hypocrite, they will not be thankful. They will never thank God. Now, Paul does talk about boasting in God properly. He says, Paul says, we're to boast in God. We're to boast in Christ, Philippians 3. We're to boast in the hope of the glory of God. We're to boast in the cross of Christ, Galatians 6. We're to boast in tribulations, which, by the way, a hypocrite wouldn't be able to do. We're to boast in our weakness, which, again, is not something a hypocrite does. We are to boast in the success of God working in the lives of others. We are to boast about God. A hypocrite will boast about himself and he'll use enough spiritual words to deceive you. Third. Third. Verse 18 And know his will and approve the things that are essential, being instructed out of the law. What are seven keys to be a better hypocritical sinner? Number three, you must claim to know that God desires, claim to know what God desires in this world. By the way, it's the claim part here. I hope you're getting that. They claim to know what God desires in the world, what God desires to happen. They claim to know God's will. The Jewish person knew prophecy, knew what God wanted to occur, and would state what they thought God's will was. The hypocritical sinner is not satisfied to know his will without obeying it. He will not have the obedience to God's will, but he'll state it. The Jew valued himself on the knowledge which conformed with the will of God. He put his hope in knowing things about God. His will. The hypocritical sinner hoped to know what God was going to do. And they would make statements about God's will. Have you had a hypocritical sinner in your presence talk about God's will? It's a habit they have. They want they claim to know what God's will is. How does that apply to us? Churchgoers know how to find John 3:16 in their Bible and they think since they can find it they'll go to heaven. They sin against biblical knowledge. The sinner possesses the truth but will not obey the truth, will not act upon the truth. The churchgoer faces condemnation when he fails to act upon what God desires, God's will. God's will is very serious, and we need to obey God's will. The hypocrite will make claims about what God's will is. Fourth. Fourth. Know his will and approve the things that are essential. And approve the things that are essential. What are seven keys being a better hypocritical sinner? Four, you must claim to know what God's superior standards are for living. You'll claim to know the superior standards of God's living. What God wants you to do. What God thinks you should do. What is essential for you to do. He will talk about testing and approving what passes the test, and doing that, the hypocritical sinner will pride himself on giving approval to what really is excellent, not merely saying what's right or wrong. In other words, the Jew means not only to know what is right and wrong, but to discern what's most important part of God's law. Again, putting himself in a higher position. The hypocritical sinner knows ethics, religious ethics, and he'll make determinations that'll make you feel bad and make him feel good and lift him up and put you down. Their essentials. Concern for superior standards. They'll neglect the weightier things, Matthew. The provision of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. The Jews are so blind that he fails to see the gospel essentials. Rather than applying the essentials of the law to himself, he won't do it. He won't see the need for the gospel. He won't apply the law to himself. He's above that. He's above that. Churchgoer, how does this apply to us? What is right, therefore he thinks that they will go to heaven. He thinks what is right will keep them out of hell. He thinks... By doing good things or giving the appearance of good things will keep him out of hell. He sins against biblical knowledge. He doesn't obey the truth. He doesn't act upon the truth. Fifth. Fifth. What are seven keys to being a better hypocritical sinner? The end of verse eighteen. Be instructed out of the law. Be instructed out of the law. Number five, you must claim to know how to grow in the knowledge of God's truth. Must claim to know how to grow in the knowledge of God's truth. What you need to be a good hypocrite is you got to know more, you got to learn more, and you will end up being able to say more and sound smarter to the people you talk to. You need to be instructed. And this is uh, talking about being taught by the word, by the mouth, oral teaching. This is how they were taught in that day. The teacher would orally teach the class, the class would respond orally back to the teacher. They would memorize the answers. Now, listen turn the back page of your handout. If you're working on the insert, turn the back page of the insert. Notice the back page of the insert. Every Sunday, I give you a verse to memorize. A verse to memorize. Now, here it seems that the hypocrite is memorizing what he's learning. Just because you memorize every verse I put in the back of the worship folder doesn't mean you're going to heaven. You can still memorize and be lost. But you'll be a good hypocrite. Because you've got to learn the words so that you can speak to others and put them down. The churchgoer, how does this apply to us? The churchgoer says that they went to Sunday school when they were little, therefore they're going to heaven. Once upon a time, you did something at church. Once upon a time, I went to a vacation Bible school and I raised my hand. Therefore, I'm going to heaven because of something in the past I've done. Sinning against biblical knowledge. Possessing the truth, but not acting upon the truth. Paul here is talking about the Jews' instruction by the law. A term which is elsewhere used for the gospel. Paul uses this later, talking about the gospel. How we need to obey the gospel. Here, the law is being taught. And that's good. But you gotta hear it and obey. Not just hear it. Not just memorize it. You've got to obey. You have to obey. It comes from your heart. Here we go. Number six. Number six. Verse 19. And are confident that you yourself are guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature having the law and the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. Verse 19, confident. That's our one verb that's in perfect tense. Perfect tense. They are confident. They have a complete confident state. A hypocrite will always be confident about himself. Daily, the hypocritical sinner is completely confident that God loves him because he's good. Because he's had the law. Because he has a Bible in his house. Because he did something years ago in vacation Bible school. He's got something he can point to for God to love him and accepts him. Number six, what are seven keys to being a better hypocritical sinner? Number six, you must claim to know What is the superior way to live this life? You must claim to know what is the superior way to live this life. Notice how the Jews were to live. They were to be a guide. A guide. The hypocritical sinner sees his position as one of superiority. I'm the guide. You're the follower. Come with me. I'll show you the way. You're to be a light to those who are in darkness. The hypocritical sinner is proud of the fact he lives in light. He makes you know that you're living in darkness. He's a corrector of the foolish. The hypocritical sinner esteems himself qualified to instruct those who don't have knowledge. I'll tell you my knowledge. I'll give you the words. I'll tell you religious words. The teacher of the immature, the teacher of the hypocritical sinner, speaks what he's learned and the class echoes what he's learns. The hypocritical and sinners, now take this the right way. Don't throw anything. The best hypocritical sinners are teaching Sunday school class. Hmm. Because they love to get their knowledge to somebody else, and they claim to teach them, and really what they're teaching them is something not true. That's the first place you look in church. Who's the teacher of Sunday school? Application. The church grows go or knows that God wants me to do good things, therefore I'll go to heaven. I'm confident, I'm so confident, I will teach you my hypocritical way. By the way, in the days of Jesus, who were the hypocritical teachers? The Pharisees, the scribes. All the people that did the teaching. And Jesus came along and taught differently. Here you go. This is a good picture I found. This is how in that day you led somebody who was blind. You notice the little girl in the front? She's leading a blind man down the street. She has a stick in her hand. She leads him down the way. (coughs) You guide a blind person. This is how it was done. Seven. Seven. Oof. What are the seven keys to being a better hypocritical sinner? Number seven. Having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and the truth. Knowledge and the truth. Seven. Seven. What are seven keys? Number seven, you must claim to know what is real knowledge and what is real truth. Real knowledge and real truth. You cannot (coughs) be talking about obeying the truth, but you have to preach something that is head knowledge to the other person to make them feel low, put you up higher. Must claim to know what is real knowledge, real truth. Having the embodiment of knowledge and truth. The embodiment is an interesting word. Your version may have a different translation. Embodiment is what mine has. But it's talking about the appearance. The appearance of knowledge and truth. It may, uh, may be translated outline of knowledge and truth. Or a shadow of knowledge and truth as a framework of knowledge and truth. They think it's true knowledge, the hypocrite does, thinks it's true knowledge what he's sharing, thinks it's truth, but he's given a shadow or an outline which is not true knowledge or true truth. The hypocrite doesn't understand the truth that he hears and reads. Knowledge. Knowledge. The sinner gives an outline of knowledge but doesn't live by that knowledge, doesn't obey that knowledge. He may have good thoughts about doctrine, but he does not live by the doctrine that he teaches in Sunday school class. The churchgoer, has it apply, he's a godly person, therefore he will go to heaven. He's a godly person, he knows spiritual words, he will go to heaven. He, he, th- he knows what redemption means. He'll go to heaven. He'll, he'll know what, uh, where John 3.16 is. He'll go to heaven. He'll come up with all kinds of different ways to claim to be knowledge or truth that will put him up and you down. The hypocrite possesses the truth. The believer must act upon the truth. By the way, there were four basic commands the Old Testament gave for Israel. Here you go. First, there were to be a guide to all the other nations. Second, there were to be a light to all the other nations. There were to be an instructor to all the other nations. There were to be a teacher to all the other nations. And guess what happened? Israel did not do their job. Did not do their job. The privileges God gave the Old Testament believers, gave them the name Jew, chosen one. Let them rely upon the law. Let them boast in God. Let them know the God's divine will. Gave them ability to make superior decisions. And it didn't help at all. There are more hypocrites, more hypocrites, more hypocrites. Application. Will I get my spiritually minded friends to understand that a true spiritual relationship with God comes with an authentic obedience from the heart? A true faith in Jesus Christ. Will get my spiritually friends to understand that a true spiritual relationship with God comes with an authentic obedience from the heart. If you trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will surrender and submit to Him as Lord Jesus Christ, and you will surrender your life to Him. You will be obedient to Him. It will come from your heart. It will be an obvious sign that you're doing it from the heart. You will show the humility that comes with being a believer in Jesus Christ and the pride that comes with being a hypocrite will not be seen in your life. Or, keep going to church. Keep going to church. Keep going to church. Make people think that you have a relationship with God when you know you don't. And the Bible says there'll be a day of judgment. It'll be based upon whether you accepted the gospel or not. It'll be where God knows your secrets and motives. And it'll be based upon your relationship with Jesus Christ. These Jews Paul's talking about will fail the test. Because they're hypocritical. The worst thing one of your friends can call you is a hypocrite. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if your heart's been turned around, if you're sealed by the Holy Spirit, if you are submissive to your Lord Jesus Christ, that will be evident in your love to obey the teaching of God's word. You'll say, by God's sovereignty, by his unmerited grace, I'm a worshiper of the only true God. I regard it in my high privilege to make all my wants and wishes known to him and to dedicate my life completely to him and his cause. And you will surrender to him. Or, hopefully you'll learn from the seven keys on how to be a better hypocrite. Dude, if ever we need an altar call, it's today. Because <laughs> that temptation to be hypocritical is in each one of us. Right now, just between you and God, bow your head, say a prayer, ask forgiveness for the times you were hypocritical this past week, ask for His help to be obedient to His word this week, Seek to surrender your will to his. Seek to surrender your pride to his. Seek to have your life changed. if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, ask God to give you divine appointments with people that need to hear the gospel message. Because they're either a wicked sinner, or a moral sinner, or a hypocritical sinner. And each one of those sinners will stand before the throne of God. And we want to spare them that. We want to give them a relationship with Jesus Christ. We want them to have a life that can bring glory and honor to God, their creator. But if you've been hypocritical, today's the day to stop. Today's the day to turn to him. Father God, I thank you for this time in your word. I thank you, Father, for your truth of your word. I thank you, Father, for the the sin of hypocrisy that you bring to our attention. And I pray, Father, for every person in this room that they would defeat this temptation to sin in a hypocritical way. I pray, Father, you would help me, help everybody in this room to be a true, humble believer in Jesus Christ. Help us, Father, not to put down anyone this week. Help us not to raise ourselves up any time this week. Help us, Father, to obey Your Word and be obedient to Your Word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.